You're listening to the Namely Marley podcast, episode number 32. everyone, and welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. I'm Marley. The goal of this podcast is to focus on adding a little creative, healthy, and passion-filled living to your day every day. Today, I want to talk with you about something that's been on my mind for a while, but I've been a little hesitant to bring it up because it's slightly controversial. But, you know, who am I to be afraid of a little controversy, right? (laughs) It's the topic of vegans and honey. So if you're not vegan, you may be surprised to learn that this is actually a thing, but it is. Uh, There are vegans who are pretty attached to the idea that vegans should not be eating honey. There are others like me who believe honey is perfectly okay to eat. And I'm going to go through a few of the discussion points about veganism and honey and then to tell you why I eat it. And I think hopefully through this, you'll be able to make decisions for yourself on on about whether you want to include honey in your diet as well. I just want to begin with a statement. I am not a dogmatic vegan, and I think a lot of people appreciate that about me when they're not vegan and we're talking or maybe eating together. Um, I'm not just, I'm just not the kind of person who's overly judgmental. I, I tend to try to respect other people and their decision-making process for their lives. I also like that same sort of respect for my life as well. Um, I think at the beginning, I probably was a little more dogmatic, and at first, I actually went the no honey route, but the more I thought about it, the more I really realize that there are a lot of reasons honey could be an effective option. In fact, I actually think it should be considered an elective option when it comes to veganism. So I thought I would go into a few of the reasons pro and con about honey and the vegan diet. So first, some vegans avoid honey because it is an animal product. And if you don't know this already, here's how honey is made. A bee goes out to a flower and collects its nectar. Uh, it does that by eating it. And then and then it returns to the hive and then it regurgitates that honey. And then that's where another bee eats that regurgitated honey <laughs> and then takes it to the honeycomb and then regurgitates it again and it you know becomes part of the honeycomb and you know it's kind of a process. So yes, basically <laughs> honey is regurgitation from a bee. That doesn't sound very appetizing, does it? But anyway. <laughs> It's not as if the bee dies in the process of making the honey. So in some ways, I feel like it's kind of a cross between plant and animal product. I mean, if you're not already vegan, you might be saying the same thing about milk, right? That cows don't die in the process of producing milk. That was my stance when I first went vegetarian. I I consumed milk at the time. However, as I learned more, I learned that the way milk is produced today relies on the cow getting pregnant often. That's how they continue to produce milk. So the cow is inseminated. And then when her calf is born, it is immediately separated from her, which is not just sad. It's actually cruel for both the mother and the baby. If the calf is a male, it's shipped off to a veal factory farm where it's put into a crate and, you know, hardly allowed to even move so that it can produce very tender veal meat. In the meantime, the mother cow produces milk and every now and then gets inseminated again. But once that mother cow is no longer able to produce milk because she's aged, she is shipped off to a slaughterhouse. So sorry for that sad story. I mean, it really is touching and sad to me. And um, 
I, I just want to point that out as an example. It's the, it's to me the difference between the extraction of honey and milk really don't have a lot in common because bees are flying around freely. They don't die in the process. In fact, many beekeepers will even produce organic fields of flowers for their bees to flock to. So I can see, you know, some pros and cons to this discussion. However, um, I don't feel like bees are hurt in the process of producing the honey and its extraction. Okay, another argument against eating honey that I've seen is that vegans should not harm animals. It's true, a few bees usually die in the process of extracting the honey, but it's a minimal number of bees. Um, And beekeepers are highly motivated to make sure they keep their bees safe. And so I should point out here that the argument that vegans should not harm animals leaves us in a bit of a vulnerable position because there are some animals and insects killed and or jeopardized and uh, in the production of grains and vegetables, which we eat. So either as the land is being tilled or the grains are being harvested or somewhere between, it's understandable that some mice or voles or insects, they're going to get harmed. I said this in my post that I wrote 10 ways to be vegan, and I'm going to repeat it here. There is no way to be 100% animal cruelty free as much as we want to be that. And in fact, sometimes I think there is a connection with veganism and this desire for perfection. In the modern world, uh, even our cars have, uh, the car tires have animal products in them. At some point, you're making a choice about what degree of vegan you are because you can't be 100%. So are you going to be 99%? Are you going to be 98%? Are you going to be 90%? I just think it's really not worth judging people over that, you know, small percentage number. So if I eat honey and as a result, someone else views me as only 94% vegan, does that make me not a vegan? <laughs> and I just don't think that's so. I think I think arguing and splitting hairs over these little tiny things does not help uh, the veganism movement at all. I like this next one. It adds a little bit of humor to the conversation. I read an article by Dr. Greger. He's with the site nutritionfacts.org. He was actually on the Namely Marley podcast. He was episode 23, where he was talking about his latest book, How Not to Die. Anyway, Dr. Greger actually wrote a post about how honey should be considered vegan because the act of vegans avoiding use of honey actually uh, makes us look crazy. (laughs) I like that argument, Dr. Greger. It's very good. His point was that you can talk to people about vegan diets and they will empathize. They they all agree that they want to uh, not be cruel to animals. And, and if they've seen those videos of animals being mistreated and packed into crates and all these, you know, terrible videos that are out there, I mean, we all feel terrible about that. Um, but then his point was then, you know, you, you, you might have them actually kind of interested in a vegan diet until they hear that we don't eat honey because of the possible damage to bees. And I think, you know, his point was that's when they're like, wait, what? <laughs> that's just crazy. Um, I'll leave the link in the show notes page so you can go and look at it yourself. And in fact, I'm also leaving a link to um, the site where these, uh, it's called the Vegan Brothers, and they did a video uh, on the same topic, which has a lot lot of foul language on it, but it's really hilarious. So it's just worth uh, considering that as a, um, a fun discussion point. 
Another uh, thing that I've read is that, that there are alternatives to using honey, like agave nectar or maple syrup. And it's true, some people use agave nectar instead of honey. I've done that for sure. We actually have agave nectar uh, downstairs in our pantry. Uh, I used to think agave was the bomb. I put it in my homemade salad dressings. I'd put it in my energy bites. But now they're saying agave is not as good for us as they originally suggested that it was. And in fact, the extraction of the nectar from the plant has caused harm to some of the animal habitats like Mexican long-nosed bats. Um, in addition, the nectar is highly processed. So they use the word nectar, which makes it sound you know, very natural. But in reality, it's highly processed and turned into a syrup. And a lot of the health benefits that might be there in, in its original form are kind of gone at that point. So, you know, as an alternative, beekeepers are highly vested in the survival of their hives and they take very good care of them. Um, there's minimal harm to the natural habitat as a result. In fact, if anything, if you're looking at beekeepers who are using uh, acreage and replanting it with, you know, native flowers um, for their bees, I think that's definitely a much more natural organic setting and, and more sustainable. Another argument that I've heard used for why we should not consume honey is that bees make honey for bees. It is true that honey is made by bees to help them survive times when food is scarce, such as winter. In fact, bees make more than enough honey because of that very reason. But that's why beekeepers are able to know how much the bees will need and the rest is used for human consumption. So of course they allow um, the bees the honey that they need and then the remaining that the bees produce is the part that's extracted. So I wanna say that I respect vegans who make a choice not to consume honey in their diet. Like I said before, I like to respect people and their ability to make decisions for themselves. Um, if it's their belief that they're doing what's best for themselves and for the bees, I truly respect that. For me, I like choosing honey from organic beekeepers who understand sustainable practices, and I believe that can be a part of a healthy vegan diet. So here's the good stuff. Honey is a natural organic sweetener and it can have uh, anti-allergenic properties as well. In fact, I've read about people who are able to ingest honey instead of taking allergy medicine and how great is that? In addition, honey can be used, uh, applied topically to treat infections, um, bites or cuts because it has antibacterial properties. Another good thing is that honey is relatively low on the glycemic index. And as anybody knows, it's trying to keep their blood sugars, you know, more moderate. Um, honey is one of those options that's good for you. So if you've decided that, you know, you do or do not want honey in your life, here are some suggested practices around honey and bees that you can choose whether or not you decide to consume honey for yourself. So if you're going to eat honey, be sure to purchase your honey from a domestic, organic, sustainable beekeeping operation. They should probably have a website. I recommend that you go check them out and learn about their sustainable practices. You could probably even email them and they would answer you with any questions you might have. I love to plant gardens that includes colorful flowers because that will attract not only bees and bumblebees, it will also attract things like butterflies, which I love seeing in the summertime. So it just makes the summer more special when you see a monarch floating around in your backyard. Um, take your kids to visit local beehives so they can see beekeeping in action. We used to go to a local hive when I was a kid and I always found it so fun to watch the bees in action and it can be a great educational experience for your children. 
Okay, this next one is kind of interesting, and that is the topic of spirituality as it relates to bees. Did you know there are some lessons that we can all learn from bees? Bees are busy. That's why we call them busy bees. Um, They are busy extracting pollen and then transforming it into honey, which they save for later. I mean, they make more than enough honey to get them through the winter. I just think that's such a powerful metaphor for life. The idea that we can fill up our well and then go back to that well when, we, when we're when we in a time of need. Such an important idea. I've been listening to Julie Payette, otherwise known as Srimadi. Um, she has a podcast called Divine Throughline where she shares a humming meditation, which includes the sounds of bees in the background. I really love this meditation. I don't do it too often because I don't want to like wear it out. <laughs> my, my brain has this way of like, you know, not appreciating something I've heard too many times. So I probably do it like once a week or maybe once every other week. And my goal with that is to, you know, use it for times when I'm really in need of inspiration. Um, It's a great meditation and definitely um, makes me feel energized. So I highly recommend it. And it's a great, again, it's another great metaphor for how bees can uh, be this kind of spiritual role model maybe for our lives. Finally, I suggest using honey in moderation. I love using honey in my salad dressings or energy bites, granola, things like that. When I use it though, I'm thinking of it just like any sweetener and trying to minimize as much as I can. I was at a conference once when I talked with a nutritionist who talked about how uh, sugar is one of those things that you can easily kind of blow out your taste buds on. You got to be careful not to get things too overly sweet. Your taste buds get used to that. And then the next thing you know, you want nothing but sweet. So keep your sweeteners limited, including honey. Okay, well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And next week, I'll be talking about three ways to be vegan. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like more information about today's show, just head over to the show notes page at namelymarley.com forward slash podcast. I hope you're loving the Namely Marley podcast. If so, you can support the show by giving it a review on iTunes and sharing it on social media. So until next time, health and happiness to you, my friends.